0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of what's the appeal today we're going to talk about a topic that's actually been pretty trending in the last few years i think i'm talking about folding phones not just about one in particular i'm not only going to talk about samsung's efforts or motorola's efforts or some other companies' efforts we're going to talk about the concept of folding phones in general because i think that can be pretty interesting and i think it's it's Interesting to see where an industry, the industry of mobile phones, can take us. So that being said, let's jump straight to the episode. With the first part, if you've been living under a rock, what are folding phones? <clears throat> Traditionally, a phone has looked pretty similar up until something like the iPhone. I mean, it started out as a brick. Then, it was still a brick, but it was a really flat brick. And at the end of the day... All that a phone is today is a face with a screen and then the other, the back of it. right? Where we usually have some cameras and things like that. Not much has changed. Of course, the screen has been getting bigger and uh, the screen to body ratio has been getting bigger. Phones themselves have been getting bigger and you can fit more content on the screens these days. And like, objectively speaking, phones these days are way better than phones back then. That being said, there wasn't really any large innovation. There was a lot of innovation in the software industry for these phones, but when it comes to the hardware of it, of course, like people change materials, change different features like wireless charging, things like that, but up until recently, not much groundbreaking innovation has happened. I mean, you could say that people tried stuff, people always tried stuff, like, I think it was was HTC back in the day with their EVO 3D, where they tried to put in a 3D screen on a smartphone. That sounds pretty wild, Um, that was a huge flop, but they tried. That's the point, they at least tried to do something out of the box, something different. And this is where folding phones come in. Because recently we've seen these phones that look sort of like a tablet. Take a 7 inch tablet, fold it in half on its length, and then you have a phone. And the reason why we've been able to do this like now is because of advancements in technology. We've come to the point where we can make flexible displays. I mean, if you think about it, uh, these have been shown at conferences like CES for a long time, but as far as commercial use goes, only recently have they really got into the market and folding phones are one of the ways they got into the market. Also we had to create pretty sturdy hinges for them. I mean, okay, we had hinges for a while now, not other devices like, let's say, laptops and thin and lights, but the real technological advancement ev- we needed was flexible displays. And I'm not talking about the glass layer, because a display, if you don't know, is made of multiple components. It has the glass layer, it has the digitizer, it has the display itself, the like, LCD or OLED display, but now that we managed to make all the displays flex, we are able to build these foldable phones. So yeah, this is basically, what are they? Who started this though? Who was really the first one? And you know what? It's, it's kind of funny because usually you have these big companies like, let's say, Apple and Samsung create something new, innovate on something. Then a lot of these Chinese companies will copy them. Funny enough, in this story, the Chinese are sort of not the copycats because they were the first one to bring a commercially available folding phone. I'm not talking about concepts and things like that because you can never take into account concepts because most of the times they don't work. But if we're talking about commercially available devices, we have to mention a specific Chinese company called Royal. They built a device called the Royal FlexPie, and okay, the device itself was quite a flop. It had a ton of issues. Like a huge, huge, huge amount of issues. But they were the first ones. They were the first ones to have a display that folded, commercially available to the public, that, that I could go on their website or into a shop and buy this device. It's really interesting how th- these days. Some of these Chinese companies that used to build sort of knockoffs, or not necessarily knockoffs, but they used to just be copycats of other features from other phone manufacturers. Now they are starting to innovate, or at least they're trying to innovate, and they're starting to come out with things first. They are trying to be the ones that sort of break these trends and, and show us what can a phone be. The next one that was actually commercially available was a phone called the Huawei, I think Mate X, and this, as a design, was astonishing. The great thing about the Huawei Mate X it was that the phone was on its outside, so as you fold the device, the screen would wrap around the device, and basically, you would constantly be able to see your screen of the phone, no matter which orientation was it. And when seeing it in presentations, that device looks amazing. Honestly, it looks really, really good. Unfortunately, that sort of outer display was also the thing that was bad about it. Because a lot of times you see things in designs and renderings and they look really cool. Until you get in the real world and realize, oh my god, this was a big mistake. Because sometimes when you look too much at form you forget about its function and this was exactly the case of the huawei mate x it happened because screens on on folding phones are really fragile but i'm going to touch on those a little later but being them being really fragile made the huawei mate x really fragile of course it had other issues as well that are shared between folding phones But again, we're gonna talk about those later. But still, as a sort of concept, uh, as as a publicly available concept, it was really awesome. It looked really good, and it was a stunner. You pull this out and put it on the table with your friends, you're definitely gonna get some questions and some maybe people admiring your device. Now, the next device, folding device I wanna talk about, and to be honest, this is the most relevant one, is the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Now this one was, this was the one that was actually really expected because we have some expectations from a company like Samsung. Now, you may like or dislike their products. Me personally, I've never been a fan of their phones and neither am I now. But you have to appreciate them because objectively speaking, they do have some really cool stuff going on for them. And you can't deny that. But that being said, the Galaxy Fold was the most anticipated folding device out there. And uh, there were a lot of renderings, there were a lot of there was a lot of hype behind this device. So, the reason I'm taking this Galaxy Fold as the benchmark is because it definitely was the most serious one. It was the one that was the last resemblance of a concept phone. It was the one that promised the most and it's being done by Samsung. It sort of had a trust that okay this might actually work and it's not just a gimmick how that unfolded ha you see galaxy fold how it unfolded uh, yeah i'm 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 not a I, I don't do good jokes oh well getting back to folding phones in general though because there are uh, some characteristics that most if not all of these phones share and it's it really makes it part of the appeal and These ideal characteristics is what sort of makes, builds up the hype behind folding phones. It's not the phone itself, it's the concept of the folding phone. So first of all, the big, the biggest part for most people is the screen or screens, depends how I want to call it, is the fact that you have both a small screen and a big screen at the same time. So the idea behind this is that when you're not using the device, You'll have the smaller screen, right, where you could uh, answer calls, quickly answer a text message, like view notifications, things like that. Still fully featured, but not the entire experience, not the full experience, right? It's it's it will still be a really small screen. And then when you need to actually get some work done or to actually do some gaming or whatever, you would just open up the device and you have this big tablet like screen and then you can do much more on that tablet screen. And in theory, it sounds great. Now imagine having an iPhone, right? Having something that the the dimension of an iPhone Max or an iPhone uh, uh, maybe SE, the new SE, and then when opening it up, you would have something like an iPad mini. That's the idea of that possible screen real estate. Everywhere you go, is honestly, I can see the appeal behind that. I, I can definitely get behind that because it is pretty cool and it would allow you to do more things on your phone or at least to do them more comfortable, comfortably. And uh, this is the thing that, uh, that attracts people a lot. It was a tablet-like functionality. Having a... Uh, these days, tablets are sort of... Now, if you disregard the iPads, tablets are basically an almost non-existent segment on the market. People haven't really been paying much attention to them, other than the iPad. Um, And we kind of sort of missed the point, but a tablet can be really useful day to day. It can make even small things like reading email much easier, but you can do sort of graphic stuff on them, and you have a lot of things that the extra screen real estate allows you to do. Even... Small stuff, like browsing the web in its sort of desktop form, can be really helpful. The entire idea and hype behind a folding phone was having one device that can do two jobs. It can be a phone and a tablet at the same time. And it makes a lot of sense, and I, I totally get it. This, Ideally speaking, this would be really cool because you. first of all you would need one less device so if you currently have one phone and one tablet well you wouldn't need to buy two things and maintain two things you would only need to care about one you would only buy a phone plus you could add things like you, then your tablet would be always connected to the internet because well it is your phone and the fact that you would be able to have your tablet anywhere with you that's something that currently you have to think about in an extra way. Another cool thing about folding phones that a lot of people do enjoy is their unique design. Now of course, different companies try different designs, but at the end of the day, having a phone that sort of transforms its shape is really cool. Okay, these are not the first ones. You can think back to Motorola Razr, the original one, which was the clamshell design and a lot of a lot of phones copied that. You also have sort of the sliding designs of some Nokia phones from back in the days. Those are all phones that transformed. But they did it for a different purpose. On folding phones, the cool thing about it is, is that they transform in a fluid way. Because like, the screen unwraps in front of you. Now that that is pretty cool. And it's definitely... A conversation starter at a bar or wherever you would go there is one device that, that i didn't really talk about and speaking of the motorola Razor, i'm talking about the moto x the motorola folding phone now most phones so far have taken the approach of having like something that resembles a regular phone when closed then you would open it and then you would have a tablet. What Motorola tried uh, was taking a completely different approach to this. So what they did is they, they took a phone and folding it vertically. So imagine having half an iPhone and then when you open it up, you get the entire iPhone. And a lot of this was, in my opinion, based on the marketing potential because This is seen as sort of a spiritual successor to the Motorola Razr phone, to the original folding device. And I can see the entire marketing potential behind that, of course, and they they did take advantage of it, but at the end of the day, I think they got a device that's objectively worse than all of the other ones. Because one of the biggest advantages and these folding phones was the idea of being able to have a big screen on you at all times. But Motorola didn't give you that, what they gave you was nostalgia. And nostalgia, it, look, it's cool. Nostalgia is cool in the first month of using it. But afterwards, if you're not a phone reviewer and you're not switching through devices, afterwards it gets old. Yeah, again, pun intended. But Basing yourself on nostalgia, might sell a few units in the beginning, but on the long term, you're not going to get good reviews on it, because if you take one of the greatest advantages of a concept like the folding phone, which is the ability to have a bigger screen to do more stuff, if you take that away and replace it with heritage, I guess, well, I mean, it might be just me, but I'm definitely not impressed. And to be honest, I I wasn't the only one a lot of reviewers praised it for for what it was basically but i think that they they missed an opportunity here um they they definitely got some marketing some free marketing okay not free but they, they got a lot of marketing and hype behind them but it's it's not what it should have been and it it's it solves a problem that never existed and in the business world Being a small company or a large company, it doesn't really matter. But in business, you have to solve a problem with your device. And their device just solves a problem that doesn't exist. No one had that problem. I don't think there even was a problem at any point in time. I talked a lot of good things about these folding phones so far. And rightfully so. They do, or they promise to do a lot of things right. The problem is in their execution. I think both in their execution of them, the timing of them, and also of our expectations versus the actual reality. What what do I even mean by that? The first con I can think of is th- these phones are usually thick and bulky. Like look at the Galaxy Fold, for example. the fa- The fact of the matter is that like stack two iPhones one over the other and you have a Galaxy Fold, that's how thick it is. We've been trying to get these phones to be thinner and thinner so that they could fit easier in our pockets so that they would be lighter and all of these things. And now here comes a device that's more than twice as thick as a regular one would be. Now I get it, it's because you have to have two screens on top of the other, but as a consumer, why would I care? At the end of the day, my phone is gonna be much bulkier in my pocket, it's gonna be much harder for me to sit down, it doesn't solve an issue. It makes the issue even worse of portability. Is in order to carry that sort of tablet potential, you have to carry a phone that's more than twice the size. And I think that's not cool, not cool, like not great at all. They're thick and bulky and not in a good way, definitely not in a good way. And this is an issue shared by both the Galaxy phone fold, uh, the Huawei Mate X and even the Royal Flex Pie had it. Uh, there's not even not a point in talking about the Motorola one because I've, I think that device is quite useless. But, um, yeah, their, their size is definitely a big disadvantage. And you have to even take into consideration that a lot of these hinges, they don't even close perfectly flat. So you have a little bit of a gap at some point in the phone when it's being folded. So while I think they do look futuristic, when it comes to actually carrying it around in your... Uh, like, Look, if you're um, a woman or someone who carries it around the purse, then yeah, this will not be an issue. I mean, sure, you'll carry a few extra grams, but you're probably not going to notice it. But if you're a dude that doesn't usually carry a bag with him... Well, I I would not want to put that one in my my jeans pockets because it would be so uncomfortable. Now another thing is their reliability, or to be more precise the lack of reliability. Look, I get it, these are the first of their kinds and these are the the first devices that try to implement this and it's brave. It's unapologetically folding. But my problem is that these aren't concept phones any longer. What you were buying was not a concept phone any longer was a full price, full fledged phone. And the problem with that is they were not reliable at all. You had a lot of issues with any manufacturer, from Motorola to Samsung to Huawei, heck, Samsung even recalled their entire first launch of the Galaxy Fold in order to do it again and fix some glaring issues, some big issues. First of all, you have a crease in the display because having a, a, a display that sits in, some, in one way when it's folded and when you, then you unfold it, it, it makes sense to have sort of a crease in the middle. Sure, you might not notice it after a while, but you still have it. Use st- with with these hinges. The problem is that they aren't really that tightly sealed, and there are a lot of things that can get in them. Imagine dropping one of these. They are definitely not as sturdy as others. They're not water rated because of the hinge. They lack a lot in the um, in the, how can I call it? in the sturdiness department. With a real phone, I mean, like it or not, you can thrash a real phone pretty hard until you actually get to breaking it. But with these devices, you have to baby them, and at that point, they become a bit of a burden. You're afraid to put it on the table. You're afraid to just lay it easy on the table because it might get dust in it or it might get mm, scratches on the display. And I think it's quite ridiculous. Like... My problem is not that they have these um, issues, is that these are not concept phones any longer. Sure, they are the first iteration of their kind, but they're not concepts. You are paying full price for these, so I should expect reliability. I should expect the phone to last me more than one month without having scratches on it, and, or without it completely breaking. Also, these screens are... they are still a work in progress because the failure rate on them is pretty bad, at least pretty bad when compared to regular flat screens. You also have another problem of the screens themselves. So remember when I said earlier that the screen is made of multiple components, right? The top layer, then you have LCD, digitizer, things like that. Well, the thing is, currently at least, we do not have folding glass. Glass doesn't fold, glass shatters, at least for now. Corning said they are working with some sort of foldable glass, but we're talking about the present, and currently, you cannot bend glass, and the problem, and in order to get around that, folding phones have been using plastic displays. Now, I'm not sure when was the last time you used a plastic display, but Think about the phones we were using before the iPhone. There were touchscreen phones, and most of them used resistive touch. And when using that, they most of them had plastic screens. And the problem with these screens is that, first of all, they scratch really easily. Of course, they might shatter really hard, but... The ease at which you get micro-scratches on them, and or just general scratches, is... Look, they're really hard to, to scratch and to make themselves messy they're really easy I'm sorry the thing is uh, plastic is definitely not as durable as glass from all the points of view and another thing regarding plastic um, plastic screens is that they just don't feel right they don't feel the same when you, you glide your finger on a glass screen it glides easily you don't have any sort of force opposing your finger, but when you do it on a plastic device, it just doesn't feel right. It feels like your finger sort of hangs a little bit. It feels cheap. And when you're paying the amount of money you're paying for these phones, you, you can't expect cheap. You just can't. My MacBook Pro was sort of the same amount of money as a Galaxy Fold is, and like... Whenever I spend that much money on a phone, no matter how much of the first generation or innovative it might be I don't really care. I want it to be a premium device because there's a lot of money Also, the promise of the folding phones is that you have this really small screen and then a big screen for actually doing work But here's my problem. The small screens are usually way too small for doing anything and the big screens are not big enough and uh, this is a bit of a, of a sizing issue because uh, take the galaxy fold right the bezels when it's folded are huge okay in time they could put a bigger display up there but still not big enough and these days not even Android apps aren't really optimized for such small screens because even the cheapest of devices Started around five point something inches or five inches When you have a phone that's this that lacks so much in width it's really hard to get apps looking right on them and by doing that it's really hard to actually get things done on it anything and Then when you open it up the problem is that the device is not wide enough and not being wide enough you basically get a really small tablet, and at that point they're kind of useless. In the past, 7-inch tablets were a thing, but now? When was the last time you saw a 7-inch tablet? You didn't. The Galaxy Fold Unfolded is less than a 7-inch tablet, I think it's 6.7 inches. Something like that. What I'm trying to say here is that when Unfolded, the screen is too small. You either get apps that are being blown up, and well, sure they're big on the screen, but that's about it. Or you you will argue maybe that well you use split screen functionality. Yes you could. But it's horrible. Because the screen is way too small in order to use split screen and you get these really small and minuscule apps. And that's That's just it's not a good experience. Not at all and also contributing to this experience is android look android was never thought was never built with these things in mind with dynamically resizing apps on a screen and it it just it's just not a fluid experience it's not the experience you would expect and at the end of the day no matter how innovative your hardware might be If the software isn't there, well, it's going to be tricky. And the problem is that it's really hard to convince app developers to support these sort of weird resolutions and features like foldables when the market for them is so small. At the end of the day, for an app to support these folding phones really well, you need to put in work in them. And if only... 0.0001% of the market is folding phones, is it really worth it? For now, at least, I'd argue it isn't. Speaking of things being worth it, the price of these phones is outrageous. The Galaxy Fold was, I think, more than $2,000. Now, that, to me, is just mad. It's Paying this much for a phone is... Like I, for that same amount of money, I could get the latest and greatest iPhone and an iPad Pro, and I would be much better off. Of course, I, I get it. It's a first generation. Prices are gonna come down. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not stupid, right? I do realize that prices will go down as the technology evolves. But as they currently stand, the value offering is so poor that they're not even worth considering. Two thousand plus dollar phones are stupid and. I mean, I I might, we might listen to this podcast in 10 years and say like, wow, we only paid 2,000 for a phone. That was amazing. Look, I, I get it. But at the current moment in time, you're paying a lot of money and not getting that much in return. You're getting the wall factor in return. And again, that's cool for a bit. But after a while, that wall factor sort of goes away and you're left off with a lot of issues, with reliability issues, usability issues, if a lot of compromises. At, at the end of the day, when you're paying that much money for a phone, you don't really expect that many compromises, at least not big ones. Look, we should support innovation. I'm not saying we shouldn't. But Not anything is innovation, innovation to me has to have a purpose behind it, and I just don't find the purpose behind folding phones. In their current shape, I think that my main problem with them is that the small screen is too small, and the large screen is not large enough. And at that point I just sort of have a slightly bigger phone, and a separate tablet, for whenever I might need it. That's just my two cents. Um, I think the concept is cool. It looks cool. It's striking, yes. But you have to look at it in a practical way as well. And I just don't see these folding phones being being it. I I don't. Um, and I don't see how they. Could, I mean, I take the form factor of the Galaxy Fold, even if assuming like both displays were edge to edge displays. I still find those to be too small. When I want a tablet, I want a 10 inch tablet, on a proper tablet that's comfortable to put in bed and to do some graphic work on it, maybe, or whatever. When I want a phone, I still want a good enough size that I can easily see, like, Waze Navigation or message threads or whatever it is. And at their current size, even given that they would have edge to their displays, I still don't see it being there. I still think that these form factors are not right, because they solve no problem. They are uh, sort of of jack-of-all-trades, master of none, but in a bad way, because they try to... These folding phones try to be two things at a time, they try to be both phones and tablets, but fail at being both. They fail at being good phones, and they fail at being good tablets, and I don't think it's just because of this being their first iterations. And I think it is it is an unpopular opinion, but in my opinion, I think these are just gimmicks for now. And the way I would compare it is sort of to what 3D screens were on phones a few years ago. If you go back quite a lot to, to the point where Android 2.3 was a thing, 2010, 11, something like that, HTC came out with a phone called the HTC Evo 3D. Which, its main feature was it had a 3D screen. I think LG might have done one as well. They came out with this phone and uh, they thought it was it would be the future. 3D on your phone. Yeah, it was cool. It was a really cool party trick. But at the end of the day, it, was, it wasn't needed. Let me just sip a bit of coffee. So, yeah. Given that I have my coffee now... Look, I don't see this being the future. Um, we, I do see the technology being useful, though. So, for example, what I could see this being pretty cool would be folding tablets. Imagine having a tablet the size of the iPad that then you could unfold and you would get a big computer out of it. And since Apple has been going this sort of ARM computer ways, imagine a 10-inch iPad that you could use on a flight and stuff like that. And you don't really care that much of, um, about its bulkness because you usually carry it in the backpack. So imagine that when you get to a hotel room and you want to get a, like a, some proper work done, you unfold it, maybe attach a keyboard to it, and then you have a proper big display in front of you. Now that's cool. And it's also not a device that you would scratch that easily, because an iPad you don't usually like carry around in coffee shops or throw it on the table. That to me is a really cool application of foldables. I just don't see folding phones being a thing. And look, I might be wrong, but then so might the other people be. I see it as a gimmick, but it doesn't mean, doesn't mean it has to be this way. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of What's the Appeal, Um, if I sound a bit off I'm sorry, I just had a bit of a cold before, but thanks a lot for watching, also check out my latest um, YouTube episode on my other channel called Start Stop, Um, there we basically talk about how I deleted the database on an application I was working, yeah, fun times, fun times. Thanks a lot for watching and see you next time with a new podcast and a new product with some new hype. Have a good one.